0: you're listening to the colorado springs real estate investing podcast brought to you by rico your local guide for all things real estate investing in colorado hey colorado springs this is jenny bayless wanted to give a short podcast episode on questions to ask when interviewing a property manager. We often tell our clients, um, you know, to interview several property managers within a market that they're exploring, but we realize that we don't actually um, have any guidance of what types of questions to ask. So I think that, this um, is just to kind of give people some ideas, um, especially for first-time investors of what type of questions to ask their potential future property managers when they're interviewing them. So of course this list is not comprehensive but these are the types of questions that I would recommend asking just so um, you know you can have have a general idea of how uh, property managers compare. Um, you know but I always encourage people to ask, uh, you know, as many questions as they need to feel comfortable, but figure this is a good starting point. So the first one, and kind of you know, the most obvious one is, what are your costs? Most property managers do a percentage of rent. Sometimes they do a flat rate. I think that um, it, it's important to figure out what it is exactly that um, that they uh, that they operate on for that. And then for percentage of repairs, sometimes property managers, um, do, uh, an add on or a markup on repair costs. Um, I important to understand that if there's any lease placement or renewal costs that the landlord or tenant has to bear, is there anything else, uh, that isn't clearly defined? Uh, I think that it's important to just ask them for a total list of possible expenses to you. Vacancy rate, this is also a very important question to ask. What is the property manager's portfolio vacancy rate? They should have a report that will give you this information. Um, Obviously, the lower it is, the better. That means that they are avoiding vacancy either through being great property managers and the tenants enjoy living there, or um, if the tenants do leave, which they will, you know, being able to place a qualified tenant in there quickly, getting, um, you know, turnover uh, of the unit and so on and so forth. Also, another important question is what is the average tenant stay and what is the average turnover cost? So if you have an average tenant stay of a year, you're gonna be turning over that unit every single year, which is very, very expensive. Um, I am definitely of the camp that it is much easier and much cheaper to keep a good tenant in your unit um, so that you don't have to turn it over as opposed to raising the rent on them. I would much rather be below market rate and not have to turn that unit over um, because it's just a lot of brain power, a lot of costs to turn it over. Um, and, you know, if you already know that your tenant is great, like why rock the boat? So I think that's a very important question to ask them. Um, another question is how long have you been in operation? Um, you know, Personally, I think that a property manager um, should have, you know, a a good one has been in operation for many years. There's constantly changing and evolving tenant landlord laws, um, you know, just kind of uh, seeing a gamut of different situations, repair situations, even just, you know, being able to troubleshoot with tenants. Um, You know, I think that it's important to be able to diagnose the issue correctly the first time if there's a repair issue. Um, and then again, just kind of having um, that backstop of knowledge about how to properly operate as a property manager. Um, kind of along the same met- uh, same lines is, what are the methods that you advertise? I do not want a property manager that simply sticks a sign in the yard and doesn't advertise on Zillow, for instance, like Zillow is where I primarily get all of my tenants, um, that apply to, to my properties. Um, you know, I think that it's very important that they stay up to date on how tenants research their properties. Um, so I would definitely inquire how they do that. Um, another question is, do you specialize in a certain area of town or a certain type of property? Because, as we know certain parts of town and certain types of properties are managed very differently multifamily versus single family is a very different type of management style and i actually see it as a um, you know plus if say you're interviewing property managers and they you know they say yeah sorry we don't work with multifamily we only work with single family for example i see that as a as a great point of reference that hey if you have a single family property that you need managed, maybe they would be good for you for that because they know what their strengths are and they know what, um, you know, their area of focus is. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, how many properties do you manage and do you have capacity limits? I do not want my property manager to take on more properties than they can effectively manage. Um, you know, that does happen. Sometimes, uh, property management companies, um, merge or they get bought out or you know just different types of structure uh you know restructuring happening that could really throw a wrench in the operations. I think that it's very important to um you know know what your limits are in order to be able to provide good customer service to the owners and the tenants. Um, And then also how do you determine your preferred vendors? Um, This is (laughs) this is very important. Um, You know, you don't want them sending a vendor that is just extremely expensive. Every single time, you know, you have a small leak in the sink or something like that, um, you know, you don't, you're you're probably going to be spending a little bit extra than if you had sourced it yourself for that kind of convenience fee. But overall, you need it to be in line with, with market rate, in my opinion. Um, and then also quality of the vendors. You don't want someone continuously having to come over and fix the same thing over and over again, to which you have really no control over the situation. So um, definitely, you know, ask how they, how they do that. If they have multiple of, you know, certain types of vendors as well, like certain trades, like how many HVAC, how many plumber, how many electric, that sort of thing. Um, And just in case you don't, um, you know, prefer one, if you can opt for a different one. Uh, another question: uh, What is your property management contract length? Does the PM keep late lease break and late fee revenue? So, um, kind of random there, but uh, you know, you should definitely ask if the property manager keeps the lease break and the late fee revenue because that's really—I mean, I see that as a uh, an expense to the owner because if someone breaks their lease, you're going to have unexpected vacancy, you're going to have unexpected turnover costs. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of frustrating to the owner. Um, some property managers keep that fee. So definitely, um, ask that question. Same with late fee. Um, you know, we always encourage people to have uh, six months reserve at least in their, um, bank accounts for, you know, mortgage payments and whatnot, but, you know, um, late fees as well that if, if, for some reason, you incurred a late fee on your mortgage being, um, you know, late to receive your rent, which um, I don't encourage you being in that situation, but, you know, kind of like a headache fee for you on that. And then PM contract length. Um, is it one year, two years, three years? Uh, personally, I kind of think the shorter, the better. That way you can test them out and not be um, locked in for an extended amount of time if it, if it's just not working. Um, so just definitely keep keep an eye on that as well. Do you require that renters maintain renter's insurance as part of your lease? Some property managers do not require this, which um, is not a great idea because, um, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of renter's insurance, but uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, quite a few of our renters have had to, uh, um, you know, tap into their renter's insurance over the past couple of years. Um, You know, if there's a flood and um, you have to um, you know, have them temporarily move out so you can make the repairs. That's what their renter's insurance covers. It covers their temporary lodging or if any of their um, personal items got damaged during that because a landlord's insurance does not cover that. So it just really protects the, the tenant as well. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it's very important to require that as part of your lease. And then another question, how do you screen your tenants? Do you have a really, really thorough process. Um, you know, it could be one of, one of each way. Um, if it's too strict, you're probably going to run into vacancy issues. Um, you know, I'm not looking for a perfect tenant There, you know, like that, um, that's kind of unrealistic, but then also if it's too lax, you run the risk of having a tenant that, um, you know, isn't going to pay or might not, take care of your property or something. So you really need to ask them how, what their requirements are for screening and how they properly screen the tenants to find that right mix. Um, And then lastly, what is the average response time for tenants and owners? Um, Tenants, you know, they want to be heard. This is their home. So they expect a quick response time, um, which I I am very much um, a proponent of like, for even our self-managed properties, if a tenant reaches out to me and it's not an emergency situation, I, I immediately respond acknowledging receipt of the issue with an expected timeline. Um, you know, I think that tenants deserve that sort of respect as to what, uh, what's going on with their home. Um, and you know, most tenants are very reasonable. They know what an emergency is and they know what, an emergency is, or, you know, not an emergency is. Um, so just having that open line of communication is very important. So I would expect the same thing of a property manager to acknowledge um, and provide the tenant with some sort of guideline. Um, Same thing on the owner side of thing. What is the response time for owners? If owners have a question on their um, management report, like what's going on here? What's, you know, where's this? What's, what's happening here? Um, I would expect the property manager to respond within a day because, you know, this is a very expensive asset that you have and and you're entrusting a, a third party to, um, to manage it. So you kind of, you know, <laughs> it's kind of high on that priority list of, of, you know, information you want to have at your disposal. So um, again, this was just a, you know, a very basic list of, of questions that I think would be important to start the conversation. And from there, um, if you know, some property managers, uh, meet your requirements, some don't, you can kind of, um, narrow it down from there and expand on questions that, uh, you personally find interesting. So, um, thanks everyone for listening. And I hope that this, uh, comes in handy as you, uh, begin interviewing property managers. Thanks everyone.